Hi guys, and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Hope you're all good today. Um, I'm recording this, it's kind of the COVID things going on, so if you're listening to this in the future, um, hopefully we've got through it. It does seem like things are picking up gradually at the moment, life's getting back to normal. Um, and I guess the really encouraging aspect for us, perhaps in a selfish way, is that you know, sports seems to be carrying on and uh, and getting on with it pretty well. Um, you know, the football hasn't really been disrupted since the first break they had. Um, the NFL is trying to is planning to go ahead on time. Even some college football uh, in America is going to happen. I think a couple of games already happened. To be fair. I don't know how long that will last before they have to call it off, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, the encouraging thing is obviously cricket, horse racing, football, our main strands, they all seem to be back up and running again. Um, so today what I really want to talk about is just the subject of overtrading, because I think obviously if you've kind of followed the world of Betfair sports trading for a while you would have undoubtedly heard the phrase over trading um, and you might have a pretty good idea of what it is um, and what to be wary of but I kind of want to give you my kind of there's two perspectives I have on this that I want to share with you today um, that I think are really important for all traders to consider and I really just want to kind of get on top of the subject in the sense of let's beat this thing um, because it is beatable. There are solutions to it. Like with anything in sports trading, there are solutions to it. You can educate yourself. You can train yourself. You can optimize what you're doing. And I think that's the key for me. And anything we do at BetfairTradingCommunity.com, anything we do it's about optimizing your trading right because basically the guarantee we can give all our members is simply that by the time they finish with us they will be a better trader um, and you know that's kind of the guarantee we can give um, now obviously people on different parts of the journey and that's the key is that improvement as a trader you need to see it step by step if you don't get to the end goal of what you want in a couple of weeks when you first begin your journey on Betfair and put your first deposit into your account, don't get disheartened. It's about progress over time. Like with anything, you know, imagine learning an instrument. Um, you know, I, I once tried to learn to play the guitar and I sucked at it um, and I just pretty much gave up, right, within a couple of weeks. Now, I unrealistically, I mean, I was about 10 at the time, to be fair, and a little bit naive. I kind of thought, well, I'll take to this. It looks pretty easy, doesn't it? Just, you know, strumming some strings in with some sort of rhythm. Um, and yet, when you actually go and do the task, it does take some learning. Um, you know, the same with learning to drive, the same with learning learning sports that are out of your comfort zone as well I mean you know if you probably watched yourself have a kick around when you were five or six you'd probably cringe at how bad your football technique was 
um, the amount of toe punting that was going on, the way everyone would just follow each other to the ball, um, and it was just basically one mass brawl in the middle of the pitch. Um, but yeah, the same thing with sports trading, right? It, it's about progress over time. It's about learning. It's about executing what we learn. And that's what I really want you to take away from this podcast here today. So I'm going to get on to overtrading now and kind of just start with the definition. So it's pretty simple. I think most people know this. That overtrading just means you're trading too much, right? Now, the first thing I want to say on this is it's very much a case of it's got to be about what you're feeling yourself when you trade, okay? Now, I say this because when you overtrade, so say, let's start with the first example of overtrading, an example which could be you get your list of selections from the Betfair Trading Community filters on a Saturday morning, you load up your computer, you've got your shortlist automatically given to you, and there's maybe 20, 30 games you want to trade that day. Now, unless you're loading these all up into a bot and you've got something firing really well in that respect, it's probably unrealistic to think that you could trade 20 to 30 matches a day. Firstly, the ability to concentrate on all those games while you're trading in play throughout the day is virtually impossible. Not only is it going to take its toll on you physically, uh, but more importantly, it's actually going to take its toll on you mentally. And of course, we know that when we're mentally fatigued, that's when errors can start to creep in more often. So, whilst, and this is the key here, the maths, if you look at the maths, the maths would tell you every time, place all those trades, right? Because they're part of your system, they're part of your strategy. And actually, when you look at a graph or a curve of EV, if you're hitting value on your strategy that you're following, then you should try and do every selection of that strategy. The big problem with that is when you've got too many things going on, errors creep in, you might not even have time. So let's say five matches are at 3 p.m. during that really busy period on a Saturday afternoon. You've got five games you need to track. But the trades that you need to execute, maybe they're at half time, maybe they're at 60 minutes, whatever, all come around the same sort of time. Will you try doing individual trades on five different games, tracking and monitoring that all at the same time? The fact is it's going to be difficult. Not only that, imagine when you, it then comes to trading out. Say the trade goes your way and you want to trade out. What happens if then the other match is ready to be traded out of, but then there's another goal because you're on the other match trading it? So trading multiple games at the same time can be difficult. Now again, there's a couple of ways around this. There's the bot. You can get a bot, load it up. The other way is to have more of a set and forget strategy. You place a trade, bang, that's it. You leave it once the bet's in play. So they're kind of the only solutions to that other than simply filtering further choosing the best game in that time period 
and making sure you're only trading one match at a time. Um, and I actually think if you have any issues with overtrading, that's the best thing to do. It's just to scale it back and go, right, I'm only going to trade one match at a time. If two of my matches kick off at the same time, I'm going to pick my favorite game. Now, like I say, the maths will tell you that's not what you should do. But actually, when you look at your PL, when you look at your results, you'll start to see that actually the maths has changed its mind. Because what statistics and analytics don't take into account in that respect is mental fatigue, is not having time to execute the trade. Because the one thing you don't want is to be caught out because you were busy trading another match, you forgot to trade out of another game, and you would have made a profit, and you end up making a loss on that game. Now, I've done this before, and I'll tell you, it is not a nice feeling whatsoever. That I don't think there's any worse feeling in trading than picking a good trade, making a good selection, knowing that it would have won, but then either missing the opportunity because you didn't have time, or getting in and not being able to trade out when it went your way, see it go against you and taking a loss. That feels so much worse than just taking a normal loss. I can't even describe it. If that hasn't happened to you, you don't want it to happen to you. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. Um, so that's kind of kind of the first part of this. Okay. So my thing is, try not to trade too many games when it becomes overwhelming. Like I say, if it's not overwhelming, if what you're doing is very easy and you're able to do it and you're not missing opportunities, you're not getting mentally fatigued, then by all means, trade to, to the maximum of what you can, right? Because again, if you can do that and if it's not affecting your performance, yes, if you've got a winning strategy, it is better to try and get on as many as possible because the law of average is gonna keep pushing your profit up the more selections you manage to get on. Okay? Now that's just that's just mathematical fact. There's no arguments about any of this. This is what I, this is what I kind of like about this podcast. I guess a lot of what we talk about with mentality and things like that, you know, it's open to debate. Obviously, we've got our years of doing it and the experience behind us. Um, but people are welcome to have other opinions. I feel with this, the overtrading stuff, it's kind of cast iron fact. So I quite like this. I think you can really take it on board and really just make sure that you're learning from this podcast because this is really good information. Information that I wish I'd been given the day I started trading. <laughs> That's the truth. That's what I try and do with these podcasts. I think, right, okay, I went on a hell of a journey to become a pro. How could that journey have been made smoother for me? What could I have known? What should I have known? What would I have liked to know? And all those things, that's kind of how I come up with these topics and how I come up with these podcasts. Now, the second part of this, that again, I, I think is probably overlooked by a lot of traders. And to be fair, is something that maybe I haven't talked enough about myself in the past. Because I think overtrading, everyone thinks of overtrading as too many games, too much on. There's another element to overtrading that people overlook, and it is this. Let's say you have four or five football strategies that have been profitable for you, right? Now, 
you wake up one morning, you open up our BTC statistics software, all your selections pop up, and you realize that four or five different strategies have come up with the same game. Now, in this situation, again, it's one of those where the maths actually says you should get on all five selections, you should actually use all five selections on that game. So effectively, you could end up with quite a large liability because you might have five times your normal stake amount because you've placed five different types of trade because you're using a profitable system. But here's the caveat and the real problem with that, again, where the statistics don't actually tell the whole story. Let's say you use, well, some people use 5%. But I'm only I'm only I'm gonna go lowball and say let's say you only use two percent of your bankroll per trade. If you place those five trades, you've now exposed ten percent of your bankroll, right, on one match. Now, this is the big problem. It's the one match thing, right? Now all it takes then is one match has a bad match and it doesn't work out for you, suddenly you've lost five trades. Bang. Now, I'll put this into some perspective. Imagine if you traded five different games and you lost all five trades in a row, how you would feel, right? People don't take to those kinds of runs very well at all, in my experience from what I've seen on the community. So, imagine if you lose all five on one match. Uh, now, we can scale this down. Maybe it's only four. Maybe it's only three, but that's still a lot of exposure. That's still a lot to lose on one game. Um, let's up it a bit. Let's say you do use 5% stakes. Even if you only have three trades on the one match, that's 15% of your bankroll. Suddenly, three or four matches go against you. You've got multiple stakes in each one. You're looking at a serious hit to your bankroll. Not because loads of matches have gone wrong, but only because one or two matches have gone wrong. So effectively, um, you're kind of you're kind of allowing variance to ha to be able to attack your bankroll in this situation. That's the problem, right? Because variance will happen, and you will hit two or three bad games in a row. And if all your filters are putting that up, and you're putting multiple stakes on, your bankroll is going to get heavily hit. Um, now, there's a simple solution to this, and again, it, it, it doesn't fly in the face of statistics, because if you take the variance factor in, this actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but if you get more than one selection in a match, and they're trades that are going on together, um, or and I'll explain something else about this in a second, but the general rule of thumb for me is one trade per match. I'm not gonna have multiple stakes on one match at the same time. And let's say I lose a trade on a match, but I've still got more trades on that match to come. Maybe I get in for the second trade at a push, right? But I'm certainly not going for three or four trades on the same game. Because imagine if you, if you just manage one day, you're a goals backer and you manage to just pick a couple of games that go nil-nil that day. It's going to hurt you tremendously. 
Um, so that's quite a good solution for that. Just pick one trade per match. Now, one kind of flip side to this is, let's say you have multiple trades on the match, but maybe one trade is first, and you win that trade. I wouldn't have a problem with you getting in again on that second trade. Um, however, let's say you lose that second trade. I'd probably stop at that point. I probably wouldn't put any more stakes on or any more strategy system picks on that same game. Um, now, it's it's really up to you in that regard. You can kind of you can kind of use that as you will. I like to do it. Now, one of the things I also like to do is if I win my first trade, any subsequent trades on that game will only ever be using profit made. Okay, so effectively, if I do re-enter and go in for a different trade, it's a free bet. I can't lose money because I'm already green. And a lot of the time, I don't actually use the full green. I'll use 50% of my green. And I'll go, do you know, I'm happy to lose 50% of my green because I still think this is a good opportunity. And I'm still going to make a profit no matter what. Now, I think that's what a lot of people miss out on. People either... Don't go back in when there's a good opportunity or they go in too heavy and end up with a loss on a game where they should have made profit. And that's never what we want to do in this game. Again, I'm not re-entering games regularly. I'm only doing it when a really good opportunity presents itself. So don't just throw them in willy-nilly. And if you're not feeling it or you're not sure or you're happy with the profit you've already made, by all means, stop. But if you're pushing an edge and you want to keep pushing that edge as much as possible... The maths in that situation would say do it. The reason I'm containing stake and controlling stake is to protect my bankroll. And that's the key of this. Okay, If you want to look at it from a, a kind of different statistical perspective, the key here is protecting your bankroll. Now, when you have multiple trades on the same match, if you lose all of them, you're going to, like I say, it's going to be a massive hit and, and it's a hard one to take. Now... I think some of this stuff might seem um, obvious, some of it won't, um, and I think different traders will have different perspectives on this. But I think it's really interesting because one thing you will notice when you do find winning strategies is that often the selections will overlap. You know, if you've got a good first half goal filter and it's a good second half goal filter and it's picking the same match, then you know, that's going to happen quite often because often teams who score a lot in the first half will score a lot in the second half. Um, if you've got a good filter for over 2.5 goals and a good filter for second half goals, again, probably going to be a lot of overlap there. Um, so I've even had situations where I've had a filter that's good for unders and good for, say, a second half goal. So almost a counterproductive strategy because on one hand I'm going for unders, one hand I want goals in the second half. Now there's two things you can do. If you get counter, counter, uh, just opposite strategies that have the same selection, what I tend to do is either pick my favourite strategy out of the two and go with that, or what I'll often do is just leave the game. I just think, do you know what, if the game's kind of highlighting for both, that's a red flag, and I'll leave that game. So yeah, 
I've tried to make that concise. I've tried to kind of get some real solid learning in there. I hope that you've taken that down. Maybe make some notes if you can. Re-listen. Really get your head around this stuff because I think it's crucial when you're making that step up uh, from beginner to semi-pro, from semi-pro to pro. I think these are kinds of... the this is kind of one of the pillar stones, you know, the cornerstones you want to get in place um, to make your trading successful. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you picked up something from that. As ever, any questions, just get in touch with me. If you're a member, obviously, just get on the private coaching section of the forum. I love everyone who asks for help. It's brilliant. I'm so glad when people do because I'd much rather you ask for help from us than just didn't ask um, and never feel like it's a burden either just get on your private coaching section we always answer the questions we always help people and uh, we've had great feedback on that so we're going to keep going with that because we know people really like it and it seems to be such a valuable part of the service we provide um, so thanks guys for listening i'll be back again with another podcast soon